Puerto Rico, Isla del Encanto. What a beautiful island. Beautiful people. Incredible food. These are the things that we think about when we think about Puerto Rico. Also, great sports figures. Incredible athletes. Roberto Clemente, Orlando Cepeda, Tito Trinidad, Miguel Cotto, even Wilfredo Gomez going back a while. Basketball, J.J. Barrea, Carlos Arroyo. Baseball, basketball, boxing. These incredible sports, incredible athletes coming out of Puerto Rico. And now we have another sport. A sport that is growing. A sport that represents the island. Lacrosse. It gives me great pleasure to have with us the head coach of the U19 men's national team for Puerto Rico lacrosse, Sean Mowry. Sean, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. It's, uh, it's a great time and uh, definitely looking forward to doing the show with you. Sean, uh, you know, before we get started, there's so much to talk about. Let's talk about life. Um, let's say our new norm. It's no longer crazy times. It's just kind of how we're dealing with our new times. How is life? How is life uh, with you and your family during these uh, difficult times as we're trying to social distance and, and get ready for uh, the next stages of uh, our new norm? Yeah, life is good. Um, like you said, definitely a lot of changes. Um, you know, uh, a lot of you know, changes that we have to make in society, but also with your family as well. Some, some, you know, are a little, um, tedious, but others are great. Um, for example, you know, my full-time job is I'm an insurance adjuster. So a typical day for me without all of this going on would be, I'd be on the road from roughly seven in the morning to five, six at night. Um, I've been working virtually for the last two months now. So it's allowed, it's allowed me to have a little more family time, get to, uh, you know, have lunchtime with my 16 month old son, I uh, get to see my family a lot more. So there's definitely some positives to it. And that's kind of how I've approached everything is just, you know, you got to look for the positive in it. I, I think that as things continue to develop, I think we'll all be stronger. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those times everyone's got to, you know, band together uh, just to get through all this. Sean, you were telling me before we started the show about to your uh, 16-month-old running around already with a lacrosse stick. I mean, you lacrosse coaches get right to it, right? I mean, you get the it's uh, the stick, the ball, a wall, and you're kind of off and running the fundamentals of lacrosse. How fun is it to already see your, your little one running around with a lacrosse stick there? Yeah, it's great. Uh, he, he has it in his in his toy bin, so he will oftentimes just walk over to his toy bin, get a stick, and more times than not, put a uh, you know an action figure or something in it versus a ball. <laughs> but uh, you know, he is carrying it around. He's getting used to it, and uh, I actually gifted him a and went an eighteen inch Native American made stick uh, when he was born with what? his name. That is yeah, incredible. With his name and his birthday carved into it. Uh, when he was born. So it was great. Uh, you know, found it online and, you know, I just, I, I think that lacrosse gave me so much as a person, you know, forget about the athlete part of it, uh, and, and me, but it, it taught me so much as a person, uh, you know, so I, I just want to be able to give that to him as he grows up as well. 
I, I mean, it can't hurt to bring the little one to practice. And when you're trying to get your, your athletes and your team ready to say, hey, this is what we do. And this is something that you, you know, as an athlete, a lacrosse athlete, you walk around with your stick, you're trying to practice all the time and you got your little one running around with the stick. It's a perfect example. Say, hey, (laughs) you know. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, with all this stuff going on, we, I unfortunately haven't been able to have him at at practice yet, but I I will definitely be bringing him to our practices. Uh, He'll be involved, uh, you know, when we get going as as a national team here, when we get going with on-field activities, He'll be running around, and and it'll be great. And and the thing with me is, I'm a big family guy. I love my family to death. Um, you know, he'll also be a, a you know constant for me. So I, I plan on using him as you know some, a time where I might want to get worked up. You know, just look over at the little man and realize, uh, you know, put things in perspective and realize that there's bigger things. And uh, you want you want to set a good, good example for him as he grows up as well. So. Sean, how does a guy from upstate New York get involved with this national Puerto Rican uh, team? Um, how, did, how did you get involved with it and, and why? Yeah, so great question. Um, so I've, I've been down in the Philadelphia area for about 12 years now. Um, came down here for school, played uh, Division One at St. Joe's University, and uh, moved to New Jersey when I met my wife. Um, so I've been down here, I've been coaching in this area for a while and I crossed paths with one of my assistant coaches for this team, Frank Bonner. He was actually part of one of the original Puerto Rico teams when, uh, the organization was formed in 2016. And my goal has always been to get involved in the international game. I feel like lacrosse is just an incredible sport. It gave me so much and it's growing you know, like wildfire across the globe. So, you know, for me, I wanted to get involved in the international game as much as I could so that I could help, you know, give people of, of other nationalities, other heritages, what the game gave to me. So knowing Frank and uh, coaching youth actually in the same organization as him, I knew the championships were coming up and it was going to be the first one that Puerto Rico had a team in. Uh, so, you know, I reached out to him to see if, you know, there was any, prospective coaches if he knew of any and he said as far as he knew there wasn't so he actually put me in touch with the organization the board of directors and you know we hit it off from the from the get-go so it was great um i coached an under 15 for that team for them in a tournament last year that was kind of my on-field audition that i didn't really know about but they were evaluating me at that point and uh had my interview after that and found out last august that i had been selected so you know, just through a mutual com- connection with Frank, um, you know, he got me in touch. And the reason I, I, I was really um, drawn to Puerto Rico is the fact that whenever you meet someone of the Puerto Rican heritage, they're so proud of it. Um, there's so many great things that come with the Puerto Rican heritage. You know, it, you've I've never met, and I tell people this all the time, I've never met someone of the Puerto Rican heritage that is, um, you know, embarrassed to say that they're Puerto Rican. Everyone is so proud. Everyone works so hard. You know, that that's what drew me to this organization because they're this organization is truly a reflection of that. You know, it's funny you mentioned that, you know, one of their catchphrases is saying orgulloso, which means having that pride, you know, pride yep. in your country, um, you know, pride in the people, um, just pride in general. It's, it's something that you want to pass along. Um, I am, I, you know, I, I'll send you a picture. I am sitting um 
right next to me, I have the logo for the show, and I have this four foot by three foot Puerto Rican flag that I have up. And my wife is Dominican. We have our both of our flags on top of a drum because everything is based off the drum as far as the heritage. And yeah. it's just, it's exactly how you would imagine a Puerto Rican location set up uh, for our show. So we are very, very uh, prideful people. And um, it's just, it's absolutely amazing that you got involved. So I want you to talk about this. Um, what's the organizational behavior for, for this team with the other coaches, the structure, you know, how using technology and the environment um, just describe more uh, about this um, organization. Yeah, so, um, you know, from, from the organization, you know, I'll start from the top. Uh, you know, our, the main mission of our organization is to bring the game of lacrosse back to the island of Puerto Rico. So, um, you know, we, we go by the, our, three, our three words to live by in our organization. Our hope, our, pa- is pa- our hope, passion, and serve. So it's not that we hope to bring it back. We know and we fully believe that we will bring the game back to the island um, and we can see that in our future. So that's pretty much what hope stands for. Uh, the passion is, you know, just the upbeat and, uh, you know, environment and, and how, how, how we are with our mission. We're very upbeat. We're very enthusiastic about it. And by doing that, we can bring people to it. And then, you know, serving is, is really kind of what I talked about. You know, this game is great. It teaches everyone, to you know really grow up as a person so many life lessons can be learned from it so you know that's really what we're doing to serve you know the puerto rican community and the island as well so that's the main mission of this organization and then obviously we want to use competing as a tool uh to bring awareness to the game so uh you know my my staff is is very diverse um you know i i will be fully fully honest that i am not of puerto rican descent but um, I, I'm so enthusiastic about this organization and, and that's why I am involved with it is just, you know, like we talked about the pride, um, and my coaching staff is the same way. So, um, I'm very fortunate to have a great supporting cast. Uh, I have Frank Bonner as an assistant coach. Uh, you know, we talked about Frank earlier. Uh, he's big in the Philadelphia area, played lacrosse at Widener, um, university and, uh, currently coaches in, in high school. Uh, in New Jersey as well. I also have Matt Casalia. Matt is originally from Syracuse, New York, like myself. He played lacrosse at Lemoyne College um, in Syracuse, New York, won a couple uh, national championships as a player, as well as a coach. He coached at Lemoyne uh, after he graduated. And he currently actually lives in Florida, uh, where he runs, he's the director for Florida for True Lacrosse, which is a club program down there. So he's a great asset to have down there. We have a bunch of guys from the Florida, Georgia area, and he's really our our, our connection down there. And then I also recently brought on uh, another high school teammate of mine uh, from Syracuse, uh, Shane Crossett. Shane uh, played collegiately at uh, Cortland State University in New York, won a Division Three national championship, and he's coached in the college ranks as well. So he's coached at Widener, he's coached at LeMoyne, and he's currently an assistant coach at Onondaga Community College in Syracuse. So, you know, we have a very diverse uh, coaching staff in terms of heritage, but 
when it comes down to the mission of, of the organization, we're all on board and we're all in the same boat. So, um, you know, we're, we're excited. We're happy. We're, we're proud to, you know, really be the first coaching staff at this level for the Puerto Rico lacrosse organization. And then in terms of the team, you know, we are, we're kind of spread out. So we do have a player that lives on the Island. Um, and the rest of them, uh, all live, uh, in the United States and we, they are spread out pretty much, uh, from Connecticut down to Florida. And we actually have a player who lives in Tucson, Arizona as well. So, uh, you know, it, it's very tough, uh, with everything that's going on right now, just to get everyone involved, but we're doing the best that we can. Uh, <clears throat> so what are you doing right now to keep everybody involved? Um, you know, is, is it communication? Is it, you know, Zoom or Teams or, you know, what are you guys doing to stay in touch with one another during these times? And what are your expectations of your players um, during this time away from you guys? Yeah, absolutely. So our expectation is, you know, that they take care of the little things, stuff that they can control, you know, stick skills, uh, stuff like that. Uh, you know, their conditioning, weightlifting, all that stuff, we expect them to take care of on their own. Do you have a program for them? Are you saying, you know, you guys go out there in order for you to stay in shape? We would like for you guys to, you know, do X, Y, and Z, or is there anything laid out for them like that? Yeah, so we're working on that for this summer. Um, a lot of them were coming off of their shortened high school seasons, so they had their own programs with that. Yeah. But we will be getting, uh, a, you know, a Puerto Rico lacrosse uh, training program going this summer. And other than that, you know, a lot of it is starting up uh, this month in the next couple of weeks, actually, we're going to be having uh, monthly zoom meetings with the guys where we'll be installing all of our schematics, all mm. of our plays, stuff like that. Um, you know, just with the nature of everything that's going on right now, as well as where everyone is located, um, you know, whether it be on the Island or throughout the United States on the team, it's tough for us to get together all the time. So uh, when we get together, the time is going to be precious on the field. And we want to make sure that we have all the stuff installed so that when we get on the field, it's more or less just a refresher. We're not standing around and wasting you know, precious time on the field together. We really want to use that practice time when we get together to focus on team chemistry and everyone working together. So coming up next couple of weeks, we're going to be doing Zoom meetings as a team. And we'll be installing all of our packages, both offensively and defensively, so that when we get on the field, it's really we're ready to go and we're just going to take off. So, so, so you mentioned so this um, this all started back in 2016. Am I correct there? Correct. Yep. The organization started in 2016. It was actually started by um, Miguel Lozada, who is our current president of the organization, and uh, Nathan Lowmaster. They both played uh, lacrosse at Liberty University. Mm -hmm. and and um, Miguel is of uh, Puerto Rican descent, and he said, Nate, he said, you know, why doesn't Puerto Rico have a lacrosse organization? And Nate said, great question, and they started it. So, you know, it's great. It kind of all uh, started from that. Um, you know, as a team, we're going to plan on go going back to the island, running clinics, and that's how th this organization all started. It was real grassroots. It was going back to the island, doing clinics stuff like that before national teams even really became involved. So, you know, that that's still, you know, a foundation for our organization. And that's something that all of our national teams are striving to do is to really make it a point that we're getting back to the island and really bringing the clinics and everything back to the kids over there. 
I, I saw some uh, some information there that you had. Uh, I believe it was with um, uh, Fundamental Sports in uh, Cabo Rojo, Puerto Rico. And um, I go there every year because my grandmother lives in Cabo Rojo. So I know exactly the location. I know where this facility is. I know how beautiful that part of the island is. For anyone that doesn't know the location of the island, it is the southern, western southern part of the island. So if you fly into San Juan, which is uh, on the north side, northeast side of the island, you have to travel all the way down to that part of the, the island. Beautiful weather, um, incredible beaches and it's just a different feel because it is so local in that part of the uh, island that it's very different it's not as touristy they do have some some touristy parts there but it's not like you're in san juan so it's definitely a more family cultural feel more part of the island there and the work that you guys are doing over there to spread the game um just just talk to, to us a little bit about that yeah, so, yeah, we've done um, numerous clinics in the past in, in the Cabo Rojo area. Um, most recently, our women's U19 uh, national team that played in the World Championships last year. Uh, oh, excuse me. Wait, wait. What are you guys doing already in these national championship games, you know, showing off how beautiful the sport is <laughs> and, and how these kids are already accelerating? Because you were there in 2018, then you had the women in 2019, uh, yep. it, it feels a little accelerated, don't you think? Yeah, it is. But you know what? It, it, we're fortunate enough to have a great foundation where we're, we're able to uh, – our marketing throughout social media has been incredible. And that's actually been a, our main driver to allow us to get the numbers for tryouts and stuff like that to be able to field these teams. Because there are a lot, of, a lot of national teams that aren't able to field teams for every single – um, national championship, whether it be women's senior, men's senior, women's U19, men's U19, you know, th there's, there's teams when, when our world championships were, sl were slated to be this year, there was 20 uh, member countries that were slated to play. When you look at world lacrosse, there's over 70 members. Wow. So you're looking at 50 nationalities in countries that were not going to play. So the fact that we have such a great following already is super encouraging to what we're trying to do as it's an organization. Amazing. And listen, if we have a team, if we can field a team, we're going to play in these championships. Because like I said, at the end of the day, we're using these championships as essentially publicity to bring the spotlight to our organization and bring the game back to the island. Because it is so important that we get it back there um, and, and really – you know, start to see the fruits of, of, of our labor when it comes to our mission. Speaking with Sean Mowry, the head coach of the U men's U19 national team uh, for uh, Puerto Rico lacrosse, uh, going back to the work that you're doing in Cabo Rojo uh, in Puerto Rico, uh, what's the vision? Obviously, it's to spread the love of the game because, you know, obviously with all the coaching in, in place that you have now, all of you guys love the game of lacrosse, and that's why it's so important to to get these kids to, to really um, understand how much fun it is and what a great game it is. But what's the vision in Puerto Rico for the game of lacrosse? Yeah, so, I mean, listen, our, and I tell people this all the time, um, you know, lacrosse is kind of perceived as a sport of the wealthy. Um you know, my, my personal vision, and it re reflects our organization as well, is to show everyone that you don't need to be wealthy to play lacrosse. As long as you have a stick and a ball, 
you can make it work. Um, also, the fact that this game teaches you so many life lessons. Uh, it taught me personally how to be a better man, how to be a better, better father and a better person. Um, and you know, this game is the reason why I wanted to get into coaching. Um, I, you know, growing up, I played basketball, football, and lacrosse. I can honestly tell you that basketball and football, looking back on it, didn't fuel my fire for coach mm. for coaching. It was all the lessons that I learned in lacrosse. I had great coaches growing up through the system that I came up in, in Syracuse. And, you know, they allowed me to see how beautiful this game is, learn from it and really want to trip, you know, transpire that into what I want to be as a coach and really be able to spread that to the youth now that I'm, I'm older and uh, pretty much out of my playing days. But uh, you know, I, I really just want to give that back to everyone that we're working with. So it's just a great opportunity. And, and there's so much, you know, we've talked about it so far on the show, how prideful uh, the Puerto Rican heritage is and the reception of the game of lacrosse has been nothing different of that. Everyone is so excited to learn something new. And, you know, that's the first step is really to get them involved. So You're talking about the influences of uh, coaching it had on your life. Uh, you were pretty much coached, at least at the high school level, level with one of the greatest coaches, if not the greatest coach in New York State history, um, yep. uh, Mike Mazier, uh, 841 wins, number one all-time wins list, uh, 15 New York State uh, titles at um, West Genesee. Uh, just a little bit on your personally, what was that experience like to go to West Genesee and play for a coach like that and a team like that that has so many expectations and so many learning lessons? Honestly, I wouldn't trade it for the world. So, you know, from from an outsider's point of view, you know, and, and I've gotten a lot of, you know, questions about that. A lot of people think, you know, it's it's something like you see in the movies. They think that you're probably, you know, the coach is beating you, making you run sprints and everything like that. And Coach Massera was the furthest thing from that. You know, he was very stern. He made us buy into into his into his beliefs in terms of how a team should be run. And you know, we that was all surrounded, you know, around believing in each other. So, you know, he was. He's been such a great mentor to me. I still talk to him. If I ever have a question, I can always pick up the phone and call him. He's no longer coaching. Isn't uh, isn't that crazy? I mean, there's it is. A finally it is. a yeah. new coach there. I, I couldn't believe it when they, they made that announcement that uh, that West Genesee had a new coach. I was like, what? What, what happened? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, you know, it, it's crazy. Um, times change. Um, but at the same time, it, it was it was bittersweet. And to see how they went out, um, you know, he did make it to the state championship that year, but they weren't able to pull it out. Um, you know, that that was kind of it was kind of sad to see. But at the same time, Coach Massera has done so much as a coach. You cannot even question, you know, what he's done as a coach. And and all you have to do is, is look at the people that he's groomed to be coaches. You look at Jeff Tambroni, who's now the head state or the head coach at Penn State. You look at John Galloway, the head coach at Jacksonville University. There are so many coaches throughout the game of lacrosse that are tied to West Tennessee, and that is all directly related to Coach Masser and the the impact that he had on our lives from when we started, you know, picking up a stick in third grade, which is when the program starts up there in the summer. So, you know, he he's been an incredible person. I graduated in two thousand seven, and if I call him now and say, "Hey, Coach Masser, it's Sean Mowry," 
he'll mess around with me and be like, who? And he knows exactly <laughs> who I am. Um, but, you know, he's, he's a great guy. It's, it's really funny. His, he's turned his basement into his so-called office, and he just has tapes and highlights from all the years that he's coached. And if you ask him a question, he can pull out a tape from 20 years ago and uh, say, hey, I got an example for you right here. So, you know, he's just a brilliant mind, and he ties everything. Not everything is lacrosse for him. He actually lives on a farm. He has horses. Um, he's big into jujitsu. Uh, you know, he's just a down to earth, great guy and really rubbed off on all of us who were involved with that program. So it's something that I wouldn't change for the world, you know, and, and, you know, he was, he was great and, and taught me to really surround yourself with great people. You look at the, the coaches that have coached under him. You have Tom Donahue, who was a, a mm-hmm. junior varsity coach up there, played at Syracuse. He was an incredible um, you know, influence on my life. Uh, Bob Deegan, who was Coach Masser's uh, assistant coach for the last however many years. Um, you know, they, 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 they were together forever. Um, you know, all of these coaches that have coached in that system, I could go on forever, but, uh, you know, from the time you start playing for the school in seventh grade to the time you graduate, uh, coach Massaire made sure that you were never far from, uh, you know, a coach who was practicing what he was preaching. So it was great. You know, you, you had that, that whole mindset instilled with you at, at a young age. I, I had a chance to meet him a few times. I used to work with a guy named Mike Quick at the MSG Network, and um, we used to uh, shoot up there and cover the games uh, with uh, Master Square Garden and uh, see the championships. Obviously, you know during the season we we weren't up there, but apparently you guys were always in the playoffs, either playing you know in the finals or going up against an Orchard Park or anything like that. Um, you know the West Islips, the Ward Melvilles. And, um, you know, West Genesee was always there. And it's just uh, amazing to see that type of program and, and how that was run. And it's a great example of how programs become successful because you even mentioned it. It starts early. And it's whether it's developing your U19 or, you know, your, your uh, younger teams, you know, U15, they start early. There starts uh, that creed and that development what do you envision as far as the development in the perfect world for the Puerto Rican lacrosse team? How young to uh, to up to the men's national team? Yeah, so we're, you know we're actually very fortunate. Uh, we're one of the few programs that actually has an under fifteen program uh, that's currently being uh, you know run by Chris Gill. He's uh, he's located out of the Long Island area, but uh, you know we're very fortunate to have that. And and to be honest with you, you know the whole thing with coach Masser was just to, you know, be a better person and the lacrosse stuff will come, you know, be respectful, treat your parents with respect, make sure you get your homework done, all that stuff. That's really the things that I preach to my teams. Um, you know, if you're not going to treat your parents with respect, don't come to practice because if you can't treat your mom and dad with respect, how are, how are you going to treat your lacrosse coach with respect? So, um, you know, we've, we've worked around that in terms of, you know, our mentality for my teams and, you know, in terms of, you know, getting everything to go in together as an organization on the field, you know, like I said, we're very fortunate to have the U15 program. Uh, we just had John Raba brought on as our men's senior team. So Chris, John, and myself, we'll get together in the future and really just talk about, you know, how we want to instill the program. So that when these kids start playing it, 
13 years old in the, in the Puerto Rico organization, when they're ready to try out for senior national teams, they're ready to go. So, you know, we're going to get together to work on that. And like I said, we're just extremely fortunate to, uh, to have that program and have Chris heading it up. So uh, do you envision, uh, besides here in the state, uh, the program growing, but also on the island? I, I know we talked about uh, Cabo Rojo, but are you thinking about uh, long-term as far as uh, different locations throughout the island and, and trying to create uh, clubs there so the sport could continue to grow on the island? Yeah, absolutely. So we actually had a kickoff meeting with our organization a couple months ago, and one of our internal goals is to get club teams up and running on the island. Um, you know, we wanted to get a couple by the end of this year, the coronavirus is probably realistically going to throw that off. But that being said, it will probably shoot by the end of next year to get a couple club teams on the Island going and playing against each other, both on the men's and women's side. And also, you know, like you said, we've done a lot of work in the, in the Cabo Rojo area. Uh, we're also looking, you know, in the Carolina area, um, to do, uh, clinics as well, as well as many other areas on the island. So we're very fortunate, uh, you know, for what we've done so far. But, you know, we, we've really just scratched the surface. There's so many areas in Puerto Rico that we can hold clinics and practices to really spread, uh, you know, spread the game lacrosse and, and spread what we're preaching as an organization. Yeah, and and for um, for our listeners that don't know where Carolina is, it's really close to San Juan. It's a, another great town, and um, it's uh, very productive. And they've got a lot of people over there, so you know, hopefully, putting something there. And that would be the opposite spectrum of Cabo Rojo. So it's almost kind of you're on both sides of the island as yep. you start to make your mark and, and spread in other places. Now, I'm not sure if you ever heard of the Baloncesto uh, Superior Nacional team. is um, It's the BSN. It's an organization of basketball league and mm-hmm. it's what they do for their basketball season where there's 10 teams i believe i'm kind of thinking off the top of my head uh around uh the island and they all kind of play each other and they create tournaments and uh, there's a championship at the end for the island is this is that something that you envision whether it's 5 10 15 whatever whatever that time frame is but in the long run just having these pockets of towns and clubs playing in tournaments and, and keep developing uh, as um, the the sport of lacrosse grows in uh, Puerto Rico? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the sky's the limit for our organization. And like you said, there's so many great towns on the island that I don't think that it's out of the realm of possibility for that to happen. I think if realistically, if we could get 10 teams going like that, I think that would be incredible. And that is definitely what we're shooting for as an organization and really bring the, the spotlight of that comes with lacrosse, uh, you know, as the fastest growing sport in, in the United States and, and around the world, bring it to Puerto Rico. And, and that'll help sh- shed the light on everything going on on the island. Um, you know, there's so many great things going on down there. So, it, you know, it, it turns into something bigger than lacrosse. But in terms of lacrosse, yeah, that's exactly what we want to do. We would ideally like to have something like that. Um, where multiple teams are playing each other. And when you're driving down the street, seeing a kid with a lacrosse stick is, is not out of the realm and you don't think twice about it, you know? So um, there's so many great areas in the United States that that's the case. And we really want to make that the case in Puerto Rico as well. Speaking with Sean Mowry, uh, the head coach of the men's U19 national team, we're talking uh, Puerto Rican, uh, Puerto Rico lacrosse. You can check out their social media, PuertoRicoLacrosse.com, on Twitter, at PuertoRicoLax. And 
These things don't happen without money, Sean, and I'm pretty sure you know that. So yeah. uh, for our listeners, um, they, this is an organization that is a 501c uh, nonprofit organization. Uh, all financial contributions are tax deductible. Um, how can fans and people that are interested um, help with uh, the growth of uh, Puerto Rico lacrosse? Yeah, so uh, the easiest way is to, um, you know, make sure you follow us on social media. Um, like I said, we have a very big footprint there, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, and head over to our webpage where you can you can submit donations. All those donations go to help not only our national teams, but our initiatives on the island as well. So you can, you know, put basically make a donation and put it in the box, you know, what you would like that to go for. And we'll make sure that it goes towards that. So we do have an island development team um, and committee that is working to, you know, really improve things on the island in terms of the game of lacrosse. And also, you know, we are trying to do that through our national team. You know, we're, we're a national team where we're not self-funded, um, you know, like the United States or Canada. We have to mm-hmm. work, we have to fundraise, and we really have to raise every dollar that we can. So, um, you know, the first is to obviously bring awareness by following us on social media. And then if you'd like to make a donation, certainly head over to our website. And, uh, you know, there's a donation link there. And we'll definitely make sure that every dollar that comes in goes exactly to what you would like it to to, to, to go to, whether it be on the island, towards a national team, um, you know, supporting a clinic, however you want it to be spent. That's great. Um, let's get back to your team. Um what are the type of players you're looking for? And if a player is interested in being a part of this team, what is the process? You know, how are they eligible? So on and so forth. Yeah, absolutely. So in order to be eligible for, for our national team, um, you know, we're a little different than other countries. So, you know, if you wanted to play for England, Italy, anything like that, you would have to be a passport holder since uh, Puerto Rico is a territory of the United States and everyone has a United States passport. Um, you, in order to be eligible, you cannot be any further removed than a grandparent uh, from your Puerto Rico heritage. So everyone um, on our team was either born in Puerto Rico, has a parent born in Puerto Rico, or a grandparent born in Puerto Rico. So, um, you know, we we did have a couple people that had great-grandparents. Unfortunately, we couldn't, you know, take them on our team because they were too far removed. So we're trying to you know, make sure that everyone is, is in that, in that area. Um, and then once you're in that area, you can try out for our teams. And personally, I'm a very simple guy when it comes to picking my team. I want guys who are willing to work hard guys who, you know, work on things that I shouldn't have to coach like stick skills, stuff like that. Um, you know, and really just have a great work ethic. Um, I'll kind of, shed light on one of our guys on our team he's actually an alternate his name's trey glenn uh trey played in a tournament last year for uh puerto rico lacrosse it was called the heritage cup uh where it's basically an international tournament held in the united states um the same weekend as the ncaa final four so memorial day weekend and it's usually held in the same city as the final four so we can play the tournament games in the morning go to the final four games in the afternoon um trey tried out for my team and you know, Trey, the reason why Trey made our team as an alternate was the fact that I could see, you know, tenfold how much he improved from his time last year um, at the Heritage Cup to mm. our tryouts this past fall. That's why he made it. And that was over a span of roughly four months. So, you know, if someone's willing to work that hard and someone's willing to go to great lengths in 
especially in Puerto Rico. Trey resides in Puerto Rico, um, where the game isn't huge right now. So the fact that he doesn't always have someone to go play catch, someone always to you know talk about lacrosse with, and he's able to really improve that much, that's why he made the team. So I'm very simple when it comes to making our team. You take care of yourself. Um, you, you handle what you can control, um, stick skills, conditioning, stuff like that, and you're going to be in consideration for my team. So, you know, I, we're very fortunate. We have a team of great people, um, which is obviously at the forefront for me as well. Um, I don't want guys on my team that you have to worry about off the field mm-hmm. because especially with our organization and what we're trying to bring, um, it's never, you know, Johnny the lacrosse player. Now it's Johnny the member of, you know, the Puerto Rico national lacrosse team. So, um, you know, the, we the want players, guys to, the players represent the organization. About. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, guys who are going to reflect their families and the, the, the organization in a positive manner. And I, I can honestly say that we have 30 guys that do that. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we're in a very good spot in terms of our personnel. And like I said, the other great thing about it is that everyone is located everywhere between the island, um, up to Connecticut, down to Florida, and we even have a player in Tucson. So, um, you know, it's, it's really incredible. It, it, that's absolutely amazing. Um, and perfect example of no excuses, you know, you, you, you know, a wall and a ball, right? I mean, I was told that, you know, it, it's the simplest phrase, but I've heard it from, I don't know how many coaches, if you have a wall and a ball, we don't want to hear it, you know, yeah. you get to work right yep, hand, exactly. left hand and, yeah, do, and, and, and put in the work. If you look back to the earliest days of the game, uh, you know, the native Americans, when they first started playing lacrosse, there's no field. Uh, they would run for miles at a time, just passing a ball. So, you know, it, it's, it's something that's incredible and something that I really believe in and something that was instilled in me by, by Coach Macera from an early age. You know, if you spend 10, 10 to 15 minutes a day working on your stick skills and stuff like that, you're going to be in a good spot. So that's really what I preach to my team as well. And, and anybody interested in, in looking for more information, they should just go to the website. And um, is there a certain time period where you're looking for people to or players to try out? How, how does that work there? Yeah, so our, our under-19 team has been selected, yeah. uh, but coming up, we, we will be having tryouts for our uh, women's senior national team, which will be competing in the World Championships next summer as well. Okay. Uh, the, those are being held in Taos in Maryland, and we're also going to be having uh, tryouts coming up here for the men's senior national team, which are guys who are roughly you know 22 years of age, 21 years of age and older. So... Um, you know, make sure to check out social media. Everything is usually blasted through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and um, you know, all those tryouts are are announced and, and continuously blasted through those platforms. So, what's happened with our situation now in in the world, all all around the world, with the pandemic, is affected so many events. And one of the events you guys had coming up was in July with the the. U19 Men's World National Championship in Ireland. Uh, what what has happened with that? And, and what's do you have any information or any other events that you can announce uh, now, even though we uh, we know that things are paused for, for the time being? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, that was definitely a huge blow to us. Um, also, the, kind of the way that it was announced as well was, um, you know, we didn't know if, if the tournament was even going to be held at all. So mm-hmm. we were obviously, when we picked this team last fall, we were super excited to be the first, you know, Puerto Rican under-19 national team to be playing in that tournament. Yep. And then when 
the tournament was postponed um, and we didn't know if they were even going to hold it at all. You know, obviously my heart sunk. So we were huge advocates when it came to uh, meeting with World Lacrosse to have that event held next year. And it was recently announced that that event will be held next year. Uh, June 17th to, to the 26th in Limerick, Ireland. So it was. it's going to be the same tournament uh, that was going to be held this July. It'll just be held next June. And another thing that we ad- advocated for was we didn't want guys currently on our team at the top of the age range to be aged That was out. my next question you know, there, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, it, you know, we were huge advocates in terms of making sure that those guys would be able to participate so in response to that, um, World Lacrosse did actually up the age range to under 20. So anyone who is currently on our team is going to be playing uh, next summer as well. They're that, going to have incredible. an opportunity and really be less than 1% of lacrosse players in the world that get to represent their nationality and their heritage. That That is incredible. I can't wait to, uh, to tune in. And uh, I'm so happy um, to hear that you're not losing any players. That, that was going to be my follow-up question. Um, you know, who's, who's, uh, you know, getting past that U19 and, um, these kids missing out, you know, we're seeing it obviously at the high school college and at, you know, those levels where, you know, seniors in high school missed their senior year, you know, as far as anybody that was playing, uh, spring sports, um, I'm here in Seattle, Washington, I'm, you know, a, a New York native. And here, um, they do club sports uh, for lacrosse, which uh, that's a whole other conversation that gets me fired up. It doesn't make any sense where you have to put the burden on the players and the parents to take that uh, financial responsibility to have a club sport. We're back on the East Coast. We know New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. That is part of the school sports. And there, you know, it comes at a cost, but, you know, the school is helping out um, with that situation. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, just a shame um, that these kids are losing out, um, playing their final year. And, and a lot of kids don't go on to college, you know, especially if you're, you're not, you know, that type of player, but there's something special about playing high school ball. Yeah, absolutely. And, and really that's what we're trying to do with our guys right now. So, um, you know, we have some guys in college, you know, that played this year, um, at schools like Mount St. Mary's, Nazareth, Johnson Mm -hmm. and Wales, um, so that, you know, they were affected by that as well. We have guys who are committed to go to college. We have, we have a couple players committed to go to Marquette, uh, one committed to go to Maryland, another one who just committed to Mercer. Um, but then we have a really a bunch of guys who were going to rely on this summer, um, which is a really hot time to get their recruiting process really going. So, um, you know, as a coaching staff, I, that that's again, um, where I'm really fortunate. I have Shane Crossett and Matt Casalia on my coaching staff yeah. who've coached at the collegiate level. Um, I have a number of connections at the collegiate level as well. So we're really doing our best in everything that we can to make sure that we have an, an opportunity to find these guys homes. Um, you know, obviously we don't just want to send them somewhere where they're going to be miserable. We want them to go to a place where they're going to get first and foremost, get a great education, but also have the opportunity to play this game that they love, um, at the next level as well. So, you know, I can't tell you how many nights there are where I'm on the phone, um, with parents of players on our teams or texting and emailing coaches in the, at the college level. We're just doing everything that we can to supplement these guys and their schools uh, with really allowing them to get to their academic and athletic potential, um, you know, the highest point of that at the college level. So, yeah, it's definitely been crazy. It's definitely different. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of these kids aren't going to have opportunities to play in recruiting tournaments this summer. 
Um, but we have to make sure that as coaches, we're kind of leading by example and doing everything that we can um, and not letting everyone on our team panic. So, um, you know, that's what we're doing as a, as a coaching staff and a, as an organization. And, and it's been great to uh, really connect with the guys on that level as well. Now, see, that's a perfect segue. Thank you for doing my job here with <laughs> with um, you taking care of the kids. And I wouldn't say over and, you know, over and beyond because great coaches do that. And, and that's what I, I think people that just don't understand that about sports and, and really good coaches, the majority of the coaches take care of these kids where there's making sure, um, you know, I was an assistant coach, a, a football assistant coach where, you know, we were at a school that, um, you know, we had some uh, some kids that just didn't have uh, that other kids had and you know we would provide meals and making pancakes and you know we we would wash their jerseys for them because they didn't have a washing machine or taking care or hey you know we need to set up a tutor and take care of these kids when when you're responsible like that and just taking care of these kids it it creates that family foundation which as a parent this is something that they look upon that. So what's the feedback you're getting from from family, friends, from parents that are seeing uh, you, your coaching staff, and the entire organization of Puerto Rico lacrosse taking care of their kids? Yeah, it, you know, it's it's been great feedback. Um, it's definitely caused my phone to be a little bit busier than normal, but at the same time, it's, uh, it's something I love to do. Like I said, I can't, I can't preach this enough. Look, the game of lacrosse gave me so much. It, it taught me so much that I feel everyone should have that opportunity. So, you know, it's, it's been great in a sense where the, it, it really helps open up communication as well. So if someone's calling me and saying, Hey, um, you know, I, can you call this coach for me? Yeah, absolutely. But how, how's your schoolwork coming along? Are you making sure that you're taking care of that stuff so that when I call this coach and he asks me about school or off the field, I, I can honestly tell him that that's not going to be an issue for him. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's been, it's been a great segue into other opportunities and, and making sure that our guys are doing the, the right things. Um, so yeah, the feedback has been incredible and, you know, obviously, Coach Masser, like I said, I, he's done so much for me. When we when you play at West Tennessee, you go into Coach Masser's office your junior year with a list of schools, and he has a list of schools that he thinks that you can play at and and get a good education at as well. You combine them, you have a meeting, and he helps make calls for you. Wow. So you know that's kind of where I got that from. Um, and you know I'm a firm believer that if I'm not doing something to help a kid reach his maximum potential, then I'm not being a good lacrosse coach. So, um, you know, I, I take that very seriously. And, you know, when it comes to my players, I'm going to do everything that I can to help them out. And, and that's what, you know, great coaches do. And not only that, you're going to create or help be a part of uh, great young men and women uh, becoming the future and hopefully have uh, some future coaches that are going to, do do things the right way and take care of their players and help the sport of lacrosse uh, continue to grow. So it just sets the foundation uh, for something that's going to be uh, fantastic, not only for them, for yourself, and for the future uh, lacrosse players that are going to come by, whether they play with Puerto Rico lacrosse or not, or, or go to college or whatever case may be. But they're going to be surrounded by some uh, just uh, some great people. So it's uh, it's really exciting to hear about the program as a whole, you know, encompassing every every aspect of it. It's just fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And and like I said, you know, 
it, it would be a great feather in my cap to, you know, have a guy call me like I called Coach Masser and, you know, ask for my advice or or whatever when when I'm of that age. You know, it would just be, to me, that would be the ultimate testament that I did everything I could um, to not only reach my coaching, but, you know, peak, but also, you know, leave the game in a better spot than than I found it. So, you know, that's really what I strive for every day. Um, I'm a firm believer that you don't stay the same in something. You either get better, someone passes you, or you regress. Um, that's how I approach everything when it comes to either my job or or lacrosse, and that's really what I preach as well. So, yeah, you know, it's 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 a great opportunity for me to do everything that I can for them as a coach. Sean, just a few more minutes as we wrap it up here. Uh, Sean Mowry, uh, the head coach of the men's uh, U19 national team, talking about Puerto Rico lacrosse. Um, check out their social media, PuertoRicoLacrosse.com. There they have all the information, events, uh, their teams, um, paraphernalia, you know, get represent, get the jerseys, get the shirts. I'm, I'm going to go online. I'm going to get me a shirt sent out, sent out to me right away. Uh, I'll hopefully post that as soon as it gets out here on Twitter. They're at Puerto Rico Lax. And, um, you know, like anything, they're a uh, 501c3 nonprofit organization. They're always taking donations and sponsorships to help the, the program grow. And so they could go to uh, different events that hopefully they'll be back out there in uh, 2021 in uh, Ireland uh, representing Puerto Rico. Um, Short term goals, long term goals for your program. Um, yeah. So in terms of the organization, obviously short-term goal, um, is to, you know, make sure that we're doing everything that we can. Um, you know, in terms of my team, uh, I, I'm currently looking at, um, dates that we can get our under 19 national team over to the Island for a training camp. Um, part of that will include a clinic for, um, the youth on the Island, as well as having an open practice for them, to come and watch and, and really see what the competition and everything is like at our level. So, um, you know, short-term goals, we're trying to set that up um, and really just make sure that our guys are doing everything, staying in shape, uh, keeping up on their skills, uh, you know, refining them so that when we hit the field running, when all of this is done and over with, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not something that we're going to waste time because every hour that we have together is, is precious time. Uh, so, you know, that's where we're at short term, long term, uh, you know, for our organization, we talked about it. We want to hopefully, you know, make sure that we have something in the future, like, like what basketball did, um, where we can hopefully have a a league on the Island. That would be the ultimate goal long term. And we're going to do everything that we need to do to make that happen on both the men's and women's side. Um, we're great in a sense where um, our men's coaches and our women's coaches work together all the time to make that happen. So that's really what we're focused on long-term from an organization standpoint. And then from my team standpoint, you know, in terms of that's obviously our off the field goal as well, but you know, we want to go to Ireland next summer and make sure that we're playing to the best of our potential. Um, I'm not going to be someone to say, we're going to go over there and win a medal because you know, it's our first national games. But my goal is to go over there, represent our heritage, make sure that we're doing everything possible so that when we leave that place, we've left our game and um, everything over there on the field. And we left uh, Puerto Rico lacrosse, you know, at a higher level than it was when we got there. Yeah, that's that's so exciting, amazing. I, I can't wait uh, to uh, see the continuous process of of uh, of this 
organization, uh, Puerto Rico Lacrosse. Um, it's very exciting, you know. And when I first saw um, what you guys were doing and, and how the, you guys were representing and just running around with that flag on your jersey, I was I was just amazed. I was like, this is this is absolutely incredible. And you know what I mentioned at the top of the show, you know, Puerto Rico's recognized and known for their baseball great baseball heritage and, and you know basketball and boxing you know and you know even other sports that you know not everybody's gonna like but you know cockfighting and, and other things and uh great music and uh and food but the fact now that we can add lacrosse to it i know the people are going to gravitate to it and um and they're just it, it's just i think it's just going to be absolutely perfect you have an island with great weather that once you get something out there long term and if it continues to grow, you guys can they can play, you know, all year round. Um, not saying that they should, but they have that option too. And it's just gonna gonna be really exciting. And lacrosse just has so many other fundamentals, whether it's, you know, that basketball defensive kind of movement, you know, setting screens, you know, setting certain things up. If you wanna be a little bit physical, well, we've got pads and we've got helmets and you know, we could we get a little bit physical here and there. And it's just uh, it's just a beautiful, beautiful sport. You know, I, I love the sport. I covered the sport. Um, I don't know how many high school games I saw uh, going uh, around the tri-state, whether it's going to see you guys or going to Long Island. You know, that's where we were based out of. So Long Island is a hotbed for uh, lacrosse. Going over to Jersey and seeing the, the Bartons of the world and all of the wonderful, wonderful players and coaches that the lacrosse game has to offer. And I'm just really excited that you're bringing this uh, to this island and to the people here in the United States to have something so prideful and meaningful uh, for the people. It's uh, it's very exciting, and I'm excited to uh, see you guys grow. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, it's you know quick story before uh, we end things here, but – um, one of our players, uh, is his father is actually Charlie Montoyo, who's the uh, manager of the Toronto Blue Jays. And mm-hmm. when he showed up to our tryouts and, and uh, introduced himself to me, um, you know, I asked him, I said, you know, why is Tyson playing lacrosse and not baseball? And he said, hey, he wanted to play lacrosse, so I, I wasn't going to stop him. So, you know, that being said, you know, it, it just goes to show, and, and Charlie is huge in baseball. You know, he's been the manager for uh, the Puerto Rico team for the World Baseball Classic. Yep. Um, obviously, a prominent figure in Major League Baseball. And you can see how the game is even transcending. Uh, you would think that, you know, his kids would automatically just be baseball players. But, uh, you know, the fact that his son Tyson is on our team and, and playing lacrosse is just it just goes to show how fast, you know, the game is already spreading on the Island and within the heritage and, you know, really the sky's the limit, you know, there's so many kids that just want to do something, um, you know, and some do something different. So, you know, like you said, it's a high, high speed, fast paced game, um, you know, some physicality into it. Um, it's really just a, you know, a conglomerate of a, a bunch of different sports. So, you know, I love it as well. Um, and I'm super excited to be a part of it. And, and really, we're looking to go over make, to Ireland next summer, make some waves, and, and really hope that that catapults everything that we're trying to do on the island as well. Amazing. Sean Mowry, head coach of men's U19 national team, uh, PuertoRicoLacrosse.com, Twitter, follow them, please, at Puerto Rico Lax. Uh, help, you know, donate. They're a nonprofit organization. Uh, sponsor them. You know, they, there's donation sponsorship and help the game continue to grow. 
we're really, really happy to have you with us and uh, excited to see the the growth of this team. We will continue to follow and really hope that you'll all come on and share more news and we can talk further about this great organization. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. And, uh, you know, like, like you said, anything you guys can do to help, uh, you know, just bring awareness to the organization. Um, you know, it only takes one click to uh, to like or share a post. And and really, that's going to do more than you would think to uh, really help our mission in spreading the game lacrosse. Stay safe during these times. Uh, we'll get through this, um, you know, for uh, your son and your wife and uh, just everyone around your family and friends. Um, you know, just take care of yourself and uh, we'll get back to uh, some form of normality. Whatever that may look like, it doesn't matter. We'll figure it out and the games will eventually go on. Um, take care of yourself, Sean. Thank you. Thank you. You as well. And, and everyone stay safe. All right. Bye bye. Acelera y siempre espera seguirte a ti.